Praise God. Look at the person next to you and say, I'm so glad you're here. Church would not be the same without you. Amen. How many love it when there's just a wonderful spirit in the place? Amen. We know that God's spirit's always here, but some days you just, you just feel it so strong and so powerful. And uh, it's just a spirit of unity and peace and love. And, and I'm always amazed at how the songs and, and the prayers and all the things that are talked about before just always even this line up perfectly. I want to talk about the spirit of God this morning. Amen. I want to talk about how it's the missing piece many times. If it's not the missing piece, it's the reason that God moves. When we come to church like this and God moves, it's because the Holy Spirit was here. If we come to church and the Holy Spirit's not here and he doesn't move and we don't allow him to move, we have just done a social club. We've just had a meeting, amen. We've just gathered together, and that's great to gather together. But how many want God's Spirit every single time we come together to be evident and present and moving in our lives, amen? I believe the Lord's going to speak to us this morning, and, and uh, that song, you know, welcome Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. How many know that needs to be our prayer every day? Every day, everywhere, we need to say, Lord, your Holy Spirit is welcome here. Amen. There shouldn't be any place we go, anything we do, that we don't allow the Holy Spirit to move and, 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 and flow through us like conduit. I've got that in my mind, in my spirit this morning. You know, if you've never worked in any kind of construction or ever built anything, uh, you can at least understand the principle that when you go to plug something in, it don't work until you plug it in, right? And there is a constant moving of electricity from that plug to the power source. And unless it's plugged in, it's just a piece of whatever it is. But when it's connected and the power's coming through it, and it's going through the walls and the floor, wherever it goes, that conduit is holding the electricity. And uh, I want to be so full of the Holy Spirit that the conduit in my life is, is dangerous, amen, to somebody around me. How many want to be dangerous to the kingdom of darkness this morning, amen? Just to be so filled. That's a, I'm not going to talk about that specifically, but Ephesians 5 says to be filled with the Spirit. Not drunk with the Holy Spirit, but filled with the Holy Spirit. Many... Of, of us in here this morning uh, know what it's like to be drunk in, in, in with alcohol. Many of you have come from partying and lifestyles that were, that were not living for the Lord, and you know what that's like. But the Bible says, don't do that. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Get your Bibles open this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Be praying uh, this week for Pastor Dylan and Ashley as they're trying very hard to uh, see an open door for their first building. Amen. They've got one, their eye on one, and uh, it's it's a difficult situation in the beginning when you don't have any uh, thing to prove who you are, and so they're obviously using us as a church and things like that, but it's very difficult to get someone to believe in you when you don't have anything to prove. You know, someone says, I need some some records. I need to show who you are. And you say, well, we don't have anything. We just started last month. I know how that is. Amen. So we need God to touch that person if it's God's will for that building. And uh, it sounds like it's a great location right downtown Carrollton and uh, opportunity to, to, to get to get that next step taken. It's, I'm excited because they're really at the moment following the steps of what we did. We were in the house just for a month, and then the following month we were able to get our first building over on Londonderry, and, and then once you get that building, it just shows people 
a little more credibility. You know, they see, okay, there's a place and not just a house. And so be praying heavily this week that, that if it's God's will for that building, that it'll open up and they can continue to move. I think they had eight or nine people Wednesday night, and so it's growing. Amen. God is moving. How many know God's going to do a great work in Carrollton? Victory World Outreach. Amen. Well, I want to talk about the missing piece this morning. And uh, also, as Pastor Andrew said at the offering, don't, don't miss out tonight. Amen. There's nothing like coming back on a Sunday night for church and getting, getting the word twice. Uh, I want to I do some follow-up with what I preached on Wednesday night. I had some, some real strong confirmations uh, happen just to prove that we are battling something uh, spiritually. How many know that's an everyday thing? And when we recognize it and defeat it, we can see the victory. So don't miss tonight. I want to share some things that are on my heart and important. But I want to read in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. If you're there, just give me a holy amen. Verse 1. We're going to read quite a, fit, quite a bit of scripture this morning. And I just want, as we read this, for you to think about the Spirit of God and how important it is in our lives and that it be the missing piece all the time, that it be that piece that we sometimes are doing things and then we go, why is this not working? And we remember, okay, maybe the Holy Spirit's not involved in this. I need to get him involved. He says in verse 1, do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or do we need as some others epistles of commendation, not condemnation, commendation, to you or letters of condemnation, I just said it myself, commendation from you? Now look at this, you are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. I'm going to continue in a second, but do you realize this morning that your life, you've heard the saying before probably that you're the only Bible someone will ever read? Well, that's really true from what these scriptures are telling us, that we are God's epistle. Our life is God's epistle, meaning we are his book. And how many know that we need to be an open book? And we need to be a transparent book. And we need to be a book that's real. Amen. And remember that even on the days when we don't feel like doing right, we are God's book. And people are watching us. And people are paying close attention to the things we say and the things we do. And, and, and how we live and how we treat people and all those different things. And so he says, you are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, verse 3, you are an epistle of Christ. I meaning you're the writing of Christ. That's an honor this morning. Amen. Ministered by us and written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. I, I believe that we need Jesus to give us a tattoo on our heart. Many people do tattoos and things on their bodies, but God wants to do a tattoo, not with ink, but with his spirit on our hearts. Something that lasts forever. It's not something that we, we have to show uh, from somebody to see it on our heart, but it's something that comes out of the inward spirit of our lives, and it's visible to other people, and we shouldn't have to say to somebody, hey, I'm a Christian. Amen? Hey, did you know I'm a Christian? Hey, did you know I believe in Jesus? That's not, there's nothing wrong with saying that, but they should see something in our lives that, that shows them that person's different. They're not like everybody else. They, we should stick out, amen, like a sore thumb but a good one, amen. We should stick out and, and people should recognize what in us, 
the Spirit of God. The Spirit of excellence. And this is important to write down, the Spirit of love. We've got to have the love of God in us. We need to be people who are, are praying and saying, God, fill me with your love. Fill me with your compassion. Amen. How many know we all fall short on that? We all can get so busy and, and, and bothered. I, it makes me think of a story. One of my, one of my uh, favorite preachers uh, today is Jim Cimbala. He's a great preacher in New York City. Um, and if you've ever heard the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir... Uh, they have a great music. He's the pastor of that church, and uh, he's he's he has really good messages, and he's he's really stayed the course over many years. And uh, they they have a beautiful beautiful church in Brooklyn, and uh, in a rough place, but it's a beautiful building. And if you were to ever see a picture of their of their congregation, it it, it almost looks like Carnegie Hall. I mean, it's a beautiful beautiful building. But the crazy thing is, is they. They're, they're not full. It's not a church full of rich people. It's a church full of people. It's church from, from the poor to the rich and all in between, and that's the way God wants a church to be. And they reach everybody. And, uh, they, you know, they have thousands now, but they started with 15 people, and they, he's just preached the gospel. But he shares a story about how one time he's, he's done an altar call, and I think he said it was an Easter Sunday, and, you know, thousands of people had come into their services, and it was at night, and it was the last service. He had given an altar call. People had come forward. He, they were getting saved, and people were saying the sinner's prayer with them and, and doing all these amazing things. And, and uh, he just sat on the edge, like he just got down like this on the edge of his platform and, and just sat there. He was just dead dog tired, and he, didn't have, he was spent. And uh, if you've never preached the gospel, you can't understand that. Amen? That all the preparation and the speaking it, although you might not believe it. So he's, just say amen or something. All right, golly. So he's dead dog tired, and he's, he's just sitting there, and, and everybody else is praying, and a guy comes in to talk to him, and he, he could smell him 15 feet before he got to him. And I, I've had those moments in Costa Rica especially. I mean, they're off the street, you know. Came in, and <clears throat> he had to almost turn his head away when he came, and he said, he said hey, how can I help you? And he's tired. Those are the moments we really find out where we're at with God, when we're tired. It's easy to be nice and loving when we're tired. I mean, we're, when we're full of energy and everything's good. But when we're tired, that's when we need to be living for the Lord. Amen? We need to be doing right. And so he comes in, and he says, what, what can I do for you? And he says, you, you, how long have you been on the street? And he says, six years. He said, where did you sleep last night? He said, in a car. He said, I thought to myself, I'm going to just pull out my card because he said we wouldn't give people money. We'd go buy them food or we you know, had a certain pro- protocol. But he said, I was so tired. I just wanted to, to give him something and just let him go on. I just didn't want to deal with it. And he says he pulled his wallet out to give money. The man put his hand on his hand and said, I don't want your money. He said, I want that Jesus you just preached about tonight. Amen? How many know a lot of times the thing we do is we automatically figure they... And a lot of times they do. They want something. They want food or they want a job or they want whatever. But he said, I don't want your, I don't want your money. I want that Jesus you were just preaching about. And the awesome thing is, it goes on to say that one year later, because he did the right thing, prayed with them and ministered with them, one year later he was an assistant pastor in one of their churches. After six years on the street as a homeless man. And to this day he still serves in their ministry. Amen. I believe we've got living epistles in this place. I believe that we all are here because someone reached out to us. 
and loved us at our difficult time. And, and there's many out there today that are not serving God because at that difficult time they were turned away or the person was tired. How many don't ever, ever, ever want to send somebody away? Amen. The wrong way to where they won't give their lives to Jesus. So we are a walking epistle. Amen. Now let's read on here in verse 4. And we have such trust. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We have such trust through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves. We've got to constantly remind us ourselves of that. To think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from who? From God. Our sufficiency is from God. You will make it as a believer. You will stay strong as a believer. You will go through some of the hardest tests in your life when you get the understanding that your sufficiency is from God. That he's, The Bible says in, in him we have and live and we move and live and have our being. Meaning everything is him. Amen. It's all about him. He's my sustaining force. How many have gotten to a place in your life where you just say, I have to just trust God on this i don't understand i don't know what's going on but i I just have that trust in my heart this morning i just trust god i just believe that he is who he says he is and like Dwayne said at prayer he can do what he says he can do and there's nothing that's impossible for him there's no mountain that he cannot move there's no door that he cannot open there's no sickness he cannot heal there's no heart he cannot mend there's no marriage he cannot restore amen he is the living God this morning amen and we have to just believe that we just have to stay trusting that and saying God I know you're going to bring me out I know you're going to bring me through because my sufficiency is not in my talent or my abilities and how many can say thank God for that but it's in God it's in him so look at this who also verse 6 made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant i want you to look at the person next to you and i want you to say you are a minister i hope everybody said it you are a minister amen i have up on the front screen this morning it says you are a missionary you are a minister amen every single one of us is a missionary this morning Because a missionary is not just going to another country. I've done that and been there, but I'm a missionary today still in Denton, Texas, because it's crossing cultural lines. It's crossing the lines of the saved and the unsaved. Amen? We're all missionaries because we're telling people about Jesus this morning. And we're telling them about what he can do in their lives like he did in our lives. And we all have a book that's being written right now. How many want to finish that book? So he says, you are sufficient as ministers of the new covenant not of the letter but of the spirit not of the letter but of the spirit and listen this is powerful he says for the letter kills but the spirit gives life for the letter kills but the spirit gives life now we know this morning as as true believers in understanding the word of God that we don't get rid of the law we don't get rid of the 10 commandments we don't get rid of the importance of the of the principles of the word of God but we also know that when people try to live by that and not by the grace of God and not by the new covenant of his blood 
that that letter kills because the Bible says when I begin to try to live my life according to the law unless I can fulfill all of it I fall short of it and not one person alive can fulfill all the law every day it was never intended to be fulfilled it was intended to be a standard amen and so we have to understand this morning that this is important because in a way, we look at this and we think, okay, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not covet. We think of these Ten Commandments and we think, I've got to try to work on those and that's all good. But that many times can be an up here relationship with God. If you'll just get your heart right, as we go back to that verse earlier about it saying that by the Spirit of the living God, it's written on our heart in a heart of flesh and not a heart of tablets, we realize what needs to happen in my life is I need to be transformed by God. I don't just need to come in to a service and say, hey, I showed up, God. Write that down on the attendance book in heaven. We need to say, God, I am broken this morning. I need you this morning. I'm lost this morning. I'm humble this morning. I need a word from you this morning. If you're not with me this week, I can't do anything. If you don't go before me, I'm going to fall. I'm going to fail. We need to come in and let that spirit, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Amen. Not just when we get in trouble. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my victories. You are welcome in my failures. You are welcome in my wrong. You're welcome when I'm right holy spirit come in and fill me up fill me up i need more of the holy spirit when he says be filled it means it's a consistent constant filling you can't get filled once don't be the person that says oh man you should have seen how god moved on me 13 years ago oh he filled me up good yeah i guarantee you you're not still full from that 13 years ago amen you you try to go 13 years without eating you wouldn't be here, amen, but we do that so many times in the spirit. We need to be filled every day, every service, every hour, every minute, amen. Lord, fill me. Say that with me this morning. Lord, fill me up with your spirit. Why? Because it says the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So if I'm having a day or a week or a month or a time where I'm not seeing victories, it's because the spirit is not moving in my life and the letter's moving and I need to back myself up and say, God, I don't want to walk into the letter. I don't want to walk under the law. I don't want to walk under mental knowledge. I want to walk in relationship. I don't want to be the person who just automatically sees the need and gives $5 and here's some food. I want to be the person that says, Lord, let me pray with this person. Because like Peter said, I, silver and gold have I not. Have I none but what I have. I give you in Jesus' name. Amen. How many know that we, you might not have no means this morning, but you've got the Spirit of God in you. You have and I have what we really need this morning. Amen. That five bucks ain't going to last long. That meal's going to wear off in three hours. But the word of the Lord lives forever. Verse 7. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious... So that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? Read on with me. For if the ministry, verse 9, of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. 
We need to just stop again this morning and realize and remember and thank God for the time we're living in. Many times we're all guilty of this. We can look at the time we're living in and say, man, these are such perilous times. These are such difficult times. These are times of such unrest and, 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 and things are trying to be taken away from us and rights and things. And we can look at it that way. But I think the way we should look at it is we're in the best time we could have ever lived in the history of the Bible because we're here where the Spirit is more needed than ever. And where the Spirit is, there's liberty. And where there's liberty, there's freedom. And where there's freedom, there's healing. And where the Spirit is moving in our lives, people get changed. And so we have that opportunity to be the conduit of God in these last days. Don't look at it like doom and gloom. Look at it like this is an opportunity for me to be a living epistle. Verse 10, for even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For what if what is passing away was glorious? Watch this. But what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away, but their minds were blinded. How many know there's still being minds blinded today? For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, says, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. I want to ask you a question. How many of you this morning believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God? Let me see your hands. You believe Jesus Christ came down from heaven. You believe he is the Passover lamb. You believe he is the way, the truth, and the life. You believe he is the answer. You believe he is the master. How many of you believe that this morning? So that means the veil's been taken off of your life. You are blessed this morning. You know, I thought about that thing that, that Pastor Andrews mentioned about the veil, or about the, uh, the Powerball thing. You know your chance of winning that if you played that was 1 in 292 million? That's like going out into the ocean and trying to find a piece of, uh, of shellfish. One in, in the whole ocean. Or going into a you know haystack and trying to find a needle. I, like he said, I'd much rather just trust God. I'd much rather just be in His 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 economy and in His hands this morning, Amen. Than try to go out there and scratch off something. And say, Oh, hope I get lucky. How many had to change your 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 your, your words when you got saved? You don't know, say I get lucky no more. I don't get lucky. I get favor. I don't want to be lucky. I want to be blessed and favored of God, Amen. But I say this because we don't realize sometimes, really, honestly and truly, it might sound great, but it's the truth, we've already won the Powerball. I won the Powerball the day my, gate, my life got written in glory. My name was written in glory 23 years ago, and I won the Powerball. I don't need to win the lottery. I won the lottery already because my name's written in heaven this morning. Amen. And if you've got your name in the book of life, come on, y'all, help me out. If your name's in the book of life, you won greater than any lottery that could ever happen because your salvation is priceless this morning. You can't put a price on salvation. 
You can't put a price on heaven. And like I've always said, sometimes I wish we could just get a glimpse of hell. I wish we could just get a glimpse for a second and you'd realize, oh, I've won the lottery already. We can't appreciate what we've been saved from until we see where we're going. Heaven is going to, we can't even describe it or think of it, but God says, let me give you a glimpse on this earth. When we begin to realize that our lives are not made up of the possessions that we have or the things we have or the money we have in the bank, but they're made up of what we're doing for God, our whole outlook on life changes. Amen? So he says, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And we know that this, without the Spirit of God, the veil cannot be removed. When you got saved, the day you got saved, and I hope you know the date, I hope you know the time, I hope you know the hour, when you got saved at that moment, the Spirit of God quickened your heart, and you said, I am a sinner, and I need a Savior. And the veil was taken off your eyes, the blindness removed from your eyes, just like Saul on the road to Damascus. And you became a new creation that day. Amen. Now you have to finish the race. But that day your name was written in glory. And it was because the spirit of God drew you to that. And you realized I need Jesus. We all know people all around us at school and in work in our neighborhoods that don't know Jesus. And we just want them so badly to know Jesus. You know how you're going to get them to know Jesus? Being filled with the Holy Spirit. So much that they say, I need what you have. I want what you have. Amen? Let's continue reading. This is the where I wanted to get to right here. Now, the, the Lord is the Spirit. And I got ahead of myself a few minutes ago. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Whenever you're feeling chained up or binded up or... Or, or sad or down or broken, you need to get the Spirit in you. You need to get refilled again. Amen? You need, to, you, need to, you need to have some time in prayer. You need to turn on some worship music. You need to get alone with God. Because the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen? How many have ever had any kind of a of spiritual attack on your life? You've had, any kind at all? Amen? You, you, I, mean, I had one just last night. It don't go too long. Amen? Just laying there in bed, and I began to get attacked. I could just feel it. I'm not trying to sound super spiritual, but I just began to pray. I thank God. I, I just began to pray. I just began to say, Lord, I love you. I, I'm laying there in bed, and I just had, I could feel an attack coming on, a spiritual attack, uh, fear and doubt, and just, I, could, I don't I know what, all what it was, but I said, oh, Jesus, I love you. I began to praise him. I began to worship, and a peace just came over me, like that the Bible says, passes all understanding. It just came over me, and I knew that he was right there. Amen? So you, I, I, you don't run to something else. You run to the Spirit of God. You run to the presence of God, because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. It's the missing piece. I'm struggling in my marriage. I, me and my wife can't seem to get along. We're arguing. We're having problems. The missing piece is the Holy Spirit. I can't seem to get anybody saved. No one's listening to me. The missing piece is the Holy Spirit. Man, I can't seem to get my finances in order. Everything seems to be falling apart. You might say, well, this, this, that. No, the, this, the missing piece is the Holy Spirit. More of the Holy Spirit, less of me. Why? Because when we have a financial problem, we begin to think, here's what I can do. 
I can go get another job. I can do this. I can pay that. I can stop doing it. And we, I, we start doing that right there. I, we start making up the plans. And God says, okay, you've done this before. I'll let you do it again. He just stands there and puts his hands in his pockets. He says, when you get done trying to do what you can do, I'm right here. And I've got an answer for you. And it's my spirit. My spirit will give you wisdom. My spirit will give you direction. My spirit will tell you what to do and what not to do. And how many know, we, we, many times we go and make a big mistake, and then we go back and ask God to fix it. Right? And many times we blame God for it. Well, you weren't there, God. He says, I was standing right there. You just kept doing your own thing. You wouldn't let me in. Amen? If it's financial, if it's physical, if it's marital, whatever it is, it's a lack of the spirit of God. That's the missing piece. How many believe that? Verse 18, last verse, but we all. Um, but, but you guys. No, how many? We all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. What a great verse. Are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of of the Lord I'm being transformed I, I'm not I'm not totally where God wants me to be you're not totally where God wants you to be but none of us are where we used to be amen we're not where we used to be we're in a different place we're a different people we haven't arrived where God wants us to go we haven't done what God wants us to do but I'm not the same person I used to be and you need to tell the devil that, amen? When he tries to tell you, oh, you're a failure. Oh, you need this and that and this and that. And you're, you're lacking here and there. Yeah, you're right. I'm lacking, but I'm not where I used to be. I'm a work in progress, amen? How many are work in progress here this morning? And the way you get that progress to work for you is the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Let me give you just a few more verses. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. If you haven't got the title yet, it's the missing piece. He's the missing piece. So what does that mean? That means when you begin to struggle this week with something, you remind yourself he's the missing piece. It means we don't run to him last. We run to him first. How guilty are we many times of doing so much stuff except talking to God, except being filled with the Holy Spirit. We do things in our own power, and that's we start off the very beginning of these readings by realizing that's not good. First Thessalonians chapter one. Give me an amen when you're there. Verse two, we give thanks to God. Always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patient of patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father. Now I want you to I want you to underline that, write that down, put that in your notes. Realize that this is a verse that needs to be read consistently. Because he says some powerful things here. You know, we're always, we always need to be lifting each other up. You know, when we, hear somebody's, when we hear somebody's struggling, when we hear somebody's going through something, we shouldn't throw gas on that and say, well, oh yeah, man, they, just, they should have done this, they should have done that. That's human nature. Human nature is to add our, our piece to the puzzle or add our pain to the problem. Instead of just saying, Lord, God, I'm so sad that's happening to them. I'm so sad they're going through that. Lord, I want to pray for them right now. Lord, I want to lift them up. Amen. We're guilty of that. 
We're guilty of that. We're guilty of, of trying to get in there and say, well, if they, if they would do this or do that, or if they'd have done this or done that, and, and, and that's not what God's looking for us to do. We need to lift each other up. We need to pray for each other and say, God, I don't know the answer for that person. I don't even know the answer for my own life. Can you please touch them and move in their lives this morning? Because that's what he's saying here, a good example. Y'all here? Man, I got like extra quiet right there for some reason. I don't know why. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope. So these are things that, that should be growing. Okay? We're going to have days that are bad days. But don't let days become weeks. And don't let weeks become months. And don't let months become years. You're going to have bad days. But how many know we got to stop that from being something consistent? Don't have a how, how was your year? Bad. I'm having a bad year. Don't have a bad year, amen? You can have a bad day, but don't have a bad month. You got you to get to back to this. Hope and faith and love and patience in the sight of our God and our Father. Verse 4, knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God. Let me know we need to remind ourselves, I am chosen by God. That right there alone should sober our spirit up. I'm chosen by God. God chooses me. And then the, then the devil immediately comes in and says, I don't know why. That's what the devil says, right? As soon as you hear a great word like that from the Bible, and, and something in your spirit says, man, I'm chosen by God, the devil immediately says, yeah, and I don't know why. And you go, yeah, I don't either. Right? We listen to the devil far too much. We need to listen more to what God says about us. Amen? You are God's election this morning. You are God's chosen people. You are God's royal priesthood. You are God's holy nation. You are God's thoughts this morning. Come on, that ought to get you excited. God's thinking about me. I'm God's elect. For our gospel, verse 5, did not come to you in word only, but in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake that's the most powerful thing about us is that what is what we were right it's it's powerful what we are obviously but people need to know what we were amen so they can know that they can become what we are as well we need to be living testimonies we need to be sharing our faith can i read a few more verses let's go ahead and finish up this chapter verse go to verse six and you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the what? Holy Spirit. So that you became examples to all Macedonia and Achaia who believe. For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith toward God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything. How many want your faith and your testimony to go be, be being talked about all over the world? Amen. And just people say, man, you see that person, they're changing their life, they've changed their life. People talking about you the right way. Amen. That the, This can happen. It says, let it, let it go out of beyond you. Your faith has gone out so that we don't need to say anything. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, final, final verse, and to wait.
for his son from heaven. How many are still waiting for the son from heaven? I hope you haven't lost your hope this morning. Just because he's delayed, church, he's still coming. The bridegroom is still coming. Amen? Come on, do you believe that? If you lose hope that he's coming, you're in trouble because that's what happened to the five virgins. They got bored, they got busy, and they got entertained by the things I'm not forgetting this morning no matter what date it is no matter what happens in this world no matter who comes and who goes I have decided that I'm going to follow Jesus and I'm not going to turn back I'm not going back to my old ways I'm going to finish the race amen and I'm going to see those clouds open one day and I'm going to hear the trumpet of God sound and I'm going to go up in the air with him forever and I'm going to be with him forever amen and the Bible says we need to comfort one another with those words amen I believe I believe he's coming I'm waiting for him whom he raised from the dead even Jesus watch this who delivers us from the wrath to come what a promise amen what a promise musicians you can come this morning he delivers us from the wrath to come if you'll write in your notes Ephesians 5 18 I said it earlier just to have it there. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't let a day go by that you don't say, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Now, how many know before you ask him to fill you, you need to empty yourself? Don't ever just walk in and begin to say, Lord, fill me. Walk in and begin to empty yourself. God, I humble myself before you. God, I need you. You know, there's no more powerful words in God's ears than I need you. God wants to be needed. Amen? He wants to be wanted. I I believe that it pleases God when when we we just say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I need you. That old song, oh, I need you, oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. I don't know about you. I can't speak for you. But I'm 23 and a half years into my walk and I love Jesus more today than I've ever loved him in my life. I'm not at a place where I don't love him as much. I love him more. And I say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Not just in the church, but in this place. Holy Spirit, have your way. It's a secret. It's an ingredient. This week, as you go through your week and you begin to struggle with something, the Holy Spirit, I pray, is going to remind you, I'm the missing piece. Sometimes we go, man, what's missing here? Holy Spirit says, me. I'm the missing piece. And if something goes right, I hope the Holy Spirit says, that was me. The Bible says that no flesh would glory in his presence. That means everything good that happens to me comes from God. Everything, every time some blessing comes, it was God. Don't be that person that takes the glory for what God has done in your life. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Father, we ask you this morning to make us letters, epistles, and writings of you God, my, my desire this morning, I can't speak for anybody else, is that you would use me. I want my life to make a difference. 
I want my life to touch other people, God. I need your spirit. I need your blessing. I need the fullness of what you have for me this morning. On my own, I'm a failure. On my own, I cannot be used. But God, if I connect with your powerful Holy Spirit, there's nothing, as it said at prayer time today, there's nothing too hard for you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, have your way in our hearts this morning. Holy Spirit, speak to every individual in this place this morning and do what my words cannot do. Your words are touching lives this morning. Your words are healing this morning. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. God, you are the missing piece and Lord, we don't want every, ever any day, moment, or hour to go by where your Spirit is not in us. Your Spirit is not upon us. And your Spirit is not moving through us.